Hello and welcome to D23 Inside Disney, the show that gives you a look at the latest Disney news and a peek at the people who make the magic at the Walt Disney Company. I'm D23's Jeffrey Epstein. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And we're your hosts who will take you Inside Disney. Alright, so I know we have a ton of exciting Disney news to get to this week. We're also going to talk to Martin Outson, the lead of holiday services at Disneyland, which is so cool. But before we get to all of that, Jeffrey, I know you just came back from Walt Disney World. Candace, you're about to go to Walt Disney World. Yep. I want to go to Walt Disney World. What tips <laughs> you definitely do you have for should. Me? Uh, I've got. Lo- I got a lot of tips. Great. I got a lot of tips. I, I got to make notes. Hang on, I'm getting my pen out. Yes, I will take <laughs> notes. Okay. I did. Eat my way through the parks. I think I did a really good job of that. Writing um, that down. Eat my way through park. <laughs> Stretchy <laughs> pants. Uh, I did enjoy a lot of the attractions too. Uh, I've got to say, one of the coolest things I did was I rented a boat from the marina at the Contemporary, and I went oh. out onto Bay Lake and the Seven Seas Lagoon. You and can do that, that? Per- it's I, amazing. I know you can do that. So worth it. The views are spectacular. I have to say that at one point it did downpour on me and that only added to the magic. <laughs> exactly. Little liquid sunshine from Florida. Just getting you ready for your cruise yeah. later this year, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and our right, Animal Kingdom highlight, I was on the safari and we were driving through the savanna area and a giraffe walked out very casually in front of our truck oh. and just started walking in front of us. So of course we we slowed down because we there's a giraffe there right (laughs) makes sense and it was very funny and he was taking his time or she i'm not quite sure and our driver turned and said this is what we call a giraffic jam oh my gosh that are you sure that driver wasn't you jeffrey (laughs) (laughs) she was really sticking her neck out with that wow man I did eat my way through Magic Kingdom, where for the first time ever, I had the vanilla ice cream churro sandwich. Speaking my language. That sounds amazing. It was ridiculous. It was so rich and incredible, and I may have washed it down with a waffle. Okay. Into that. totally normal. Uh, (laughs) Side waffle. Nothing wrong with that. And at Epcot, I did hit a lot of the things that we discussed last week. I loved the lobster roll from the American Marketplace. Yum. Okay. Amazing. Other things to look out for, Candice, and you're going to be spending a lot of time in Epcot. The yes. spicy tuna roll and teriyaki chicken bao from Japan. Okay. Incredible. Mm. And the seafood salad from the Spain marketplace, outstanding. And a okay. very nice portion of seafood. I was very I was very full. I enjoyed it very much. Okay. I'm going to do that this weekend. It's going to be very busy there at Epcot because the Disney Dijour dance parties are happening, like we mentioned. And Gabby Barrett, who is Radio Disney's NBT, is going to be performing. So cool. I'm going to eat and watch Gabby and, and do dance. all the things. I love her. I love <laughs> She's her. She's so good. I cannot wait to see your pictures. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be following you all weekend. Yay. Absolutely. Um, and, and also at Epcot, I happen to get a glimpse at the construction going on for... Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, Ooh. which that that show building is enormous. It's going to be such an awesome attraction. I can't wait. And last week, the Parks blog actually debuted a video of what the ride vehicles are going to be like. So we already knew from Bob Chapek's presentation at D23 Expo that the attraction's going to have a reverse launch, which Ooh. kind of already terrifies me. Oh, I like reverse launch. Me too. I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> the vehicle also has the ability to turn... 
360 degrees. So you wow. can actually... That not so much. Reverse launch, yes. <laughs> one or the other for me. That's where you draw the line. I'll, yeah. I'll do it all. How does Imagineering figure out how to do that? That is so cool. It's amazing. And, and the cool thing wow. is that the Imagineers are going to be able to use that technology to help direct you where you should be looking to help further the story wow. of okay. what's happening on the attraction as you're you're starting in the Galaxarium uh, and you're exploring the treasures of Xandar. It's, it's very, very, very cool. I would go to the Parks blog to check it out. It's going to debut in time for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Very, very cool. Nice. Awesome. As I continued eating my way through Disney World, I did stop at Toledo, the new restaurant in the Grand Destino Hotel that just opened a couple months cool. ago. Sounds fancy. It was unbelievable. It was delicious, great tapas, a little Yum. Spanish influence. And the building is so gorgeous. They put so much incredible attention to detail in there and infused it with a lot of Walt and Mickey, which I loved. How Aww. cool. Um, speaking of other hotels, I did have a delicious dinner. I, all I did was eat, apparently. <laughs> That's the, the way to do it. <laughs> uh, at Citricos, which is in the Grand Floridian. Fantastic. And as we were walking there, I happened to see that some of the construction was going on for the new lounge coming to the Grand Californian inspired by Beauty and the Beast, which Ooh, finally has a name. My. Very excited. The Enchanted Rose. Perfect name. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. The Parks blog announced four unique spaces in the lounge inspired by Belle and the Beast. There's going to be a chandelier inspired by Belle's flowing ball gown, a formal library with classic Baroque design. And you know what Cogsworth says? If it's not Baroque, don't fix it. There it is. Well played. Well played. (laughs) There's going to be an incredible menu with lots of shareable bites like artisanal cheeses, caviar, short rib sliders, truffle fries, flatbread pizzas, much, much more, and some incredible cocktails, martinis, champagne, as well as some non-alcoholic items for our younger guests. And that's opening this fall at the Grand Floridian. Very cool. One thing I did not get to try when I was there was the Arendelle Aquacone. Okay, so you're telling me that's what I got to try this weekend? I think you need to. It all ties into some stuff that's been going on there. Love it. Great segue, Jeffrey. I try. Because (laughs) the Frozen-inspired color collection, Arendelle Aqua, has debuted around the world at Disney Parks and online at Shop Disney. It's inspired by Anna and Elsa's kingdom from, you guessed it, Frozen. And this is the first ever global release of a color collection, and it's available right now in the California, Florida, Paris, Hong Kong, and Shanghai parks, and online. It's everywhere. And this includes ears. It includes spirit jerseys. It includes bags, cups, and my favorite accessory, churros. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't love a good churro? It goes with every outfit, especially if you're an Arendelle Aqua. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Uh, So you're going to have to try that when you're there. Okay, I'm putting that on my list. I've just got a list going. Thank you for that. <laughs> All you're going to be doing is eating. Eating and, yeah, and shopping and, yeah. And, and dancing. It. And dancing, that's right. <laughs> so you guys are going to be super jealous of the Netherlands when you hear what happened there. Last week, they got a trial experience of Disney Plus, which is pretty cool because we're all waiting until November 12th for the on-demand subscription service. Now, they did get a limited library of content, so it's not like they're accessing everything just yet, but plenty of content from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. So it's all commercial free. They're getting unlimited downloads. I don't know how we can get there so we can get our preview, but they only have like 17 million people there, so they're all getting to experience Disney Plus a little early. 
I love that. That's so cool. That right? is great. And speaking of Disney Plus, there's a brand new Disney Plus original film that started production. Now they're filming down in South Carolina. And this is one of those like feel good sports stories, which I don't know if you guys are into those, but they're kind of my favorite. <laughs> so this one is inspired by the true life story of a former Clemson safety, Ray McElrath Bay. And he kind of had a tough upbringing. And when he was 19 years old at Clemson, he ended up petitioning the court to get custody of his 11 year old brother who actually came to Clemson, lived with him there. The whole team just sort of, I don't want to spoiler alert, but they welcomed him, which is a very cool story. He's been on Oprah back in the day, and he's actually going to be a consultant on the film, which is very cool. That is so cool. Another reason I cannot wait for Disney Plus to debut. Yes. It's so soon. November 12th, counting down the days. Yay. Woohoo. But something we don't have to count down the days for anymore. <laughs> yes, is Halloween, Halloween. time Woo. at the Disneyland Resort. It's happening right now. And this year is a huge year for Haunted Mansion. It is the 50th anniversary of the attraction itself. And this year is the 19th year of its transformation into Haunted Mansion Holiday, featuring Jack Skellington, Sandy Claus, Zero. All of our favorite Nightmare Before Christmas characters. And all right, here comes a rundown of some fun facts. Get ready because there will be a quiz. That's usually Jeffrey's (laughs) thing, but perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so the annual centerpiece, which is my favorite part of Haunted Mansion Holiday, is a 10-foot tall gingerbread creation right in the mansion's grand hall. It is made of about 30 pounds of gingerbread, three gallons of egg whites, 120 pounds of frosting and icing, 75 pounds of confectioner's sugar, Mm. 140 pounds of fondant, and has 15 ghosts made out of gingerbread. (laughs) I love that. I love love when you're going on the attraction and you go by and you smell the gingerbread. Uh, I could totally eat 30 pounds of gingerbread. Also inside Haunted Mansion Holiday, the graveyard scene is amazing. It is covered with nearly 7,500 square feet of snow and 20 gallons of ultraviolet paint. That's a lot of paint. <laughs> and you know someone who actually is involved in a lot of the decor for Halloween, and obviously then a lot of the paint, is our special guest who's calling in from Disneyland Resort, Martin Outson, who's the lead of holiday services at the resort. And Martin and his team are responsible for the incredible transformation that happens throughout the entire resort. Wow. Martin, we're so excited to have you here with us today, helping us kick off the holiday season at Disneyland Resort. Well, it's my pleasure to be here, and I can't wait to talk about Halloween at Disneyland. Martin, what is lead of holiday services? What does all that mean? Well, the lead runs the holiday services team, and our team is in charge of all fabrication of all the decor that you see. So everything that you see out in the park goes through our hands. So we check it for fade. We clean it. If it needs to be repainted, we paint it. We'll resand it. We make sure all the hardware is sound and the rigging is safe, and we prepare it for install, and we put it away until it's time to install it. How long have you been in holiday services at Disneyland? I've been there for eight years in holiday services. I came right into the holiday services department, and I have never left. That is so cool. And I feel like a a lot of times for us, we're at the parks one day, and then suddenly we're back, and the whole place is magically transformed. How long does that take? I'm sure it is not just an overnight process. We try to make it look like an overnight process, but the process is really about, for Halloween, it's about two weeks. 
I would say the fabrication of Halloween, it takes us a good month to go through everything. And we try to prepare it so soundly that when it's time for install, it leaves the warehouse, it shows up in the park, and we have a schedule of what's going to happen on what night. And it's pretty much uh, a delicate dance because there's several trucks and a lot of uh, equipment and machinery that it takes to put up um, a lot of these large props. Now, of all of the things out there that get themed, is there one transformation that's your favorite? I think for Halloween, my favorite transformation is Buena Vista Street. WDI designed it. That's Walt Disney Imagineering. Um, Sometimes we will do the design, and sometimes Walt Disney Imagineering does the design, and we'll trade off fabrication, but we always install it. And the thing I love about it is it's a spin on Halloween that is very gothic, and I love the purple and black story that are going on with the black bats and all the purple lights that go on at night. So Buena Vista Street, I would have to say, is my favorite transformation. That is so cool. Okay, so we don't want to start any rumors here, so know that this is not happening. But in your dream vision of Disneyland, is there an area of the park that you would love to theme out for Halloween? In my dream vision, I would like to see the Challenge Trail the um, across from the Grand Californian. It's a lot of tall trees that could be kind of creepy and colorfully lit. So I think there's a huge canvas on the Challenge Trail to play with. Oh, I can see it now. There's so much incredible decor to see in the park. Is there something really special that you think fans should be on the lookout for as they're walking down the streets of the parks? This year on Main Street, the pumpkins all have their own personalities. If you're walking down Main Street, it may seem like they're just carved pumpkins. But if you look on top of 20th Century Music, the pumpkin looks like Elvis Presley. And there's a few a few themed pumpkins that if you go like on top of the Mad Hatter, you'll notice they all have these crazy hats on that if you're just walking, you wouldn't necessarily pay attention to it. But if you take the time to look at the pumpkins, there's some specialty things happening there. Very cool. Tell us about what happens when a new area of the park opens. Like this year, you know, we have Galaxy's Edge or the transformation of Pixar Pier. How is their Halloween decor kind of determined? Well, that decor is decided upon by the general manager of that land. Um, They will come to us and ask for a design, and we will come up with a design and a cost for what it would be to implement that design from what the materials cost to the fabrication, even to the install cost. And if they feel that they can afford it, then we will pair with Walt Disney Imagineering to come up with something that's story appropriate and themed appropriately for that land. And that process can take a year. It can take a year to do that. Wow. When do you start planning Halloween for the following year? Well, we like for designs to hopefully live, you know, from somewhere to five to seven years. You know, a design should last that long. Now, we do have to redo it every year. As far as fabrication, there's a lot of fade or there can be painting issues or damage during strike or something. But that design should last five years. But the process from designing something to when it gets installed can be anywhere from a year to two years. So when you're adding spooky decor to the parks, how do you make sure that it stays not too scary for families? 
Well, we're often, as I said, supported by Walt Disney Imagineering. So they make sure that we stay within the guidelines of the story. And also the park is really meant for all ages. And um, for example, I recently came with a, a friend's family and his daughter was four. And I really see, I see the importance of having her enjoy the park as much as everyone else without being scared. So we really try to pump up the color and the fun of Halloween without making it quite so scary. Wow, Martin, I have a question um, asking for a friend. Since you're the expert, when is it okay to start decorating like at home for Halloween? Because you guys have decked out the park already. Should my friend start now or my friend, you know, October? I was in store merchandising for years, so I also know the background that stores bring out their Halloween product in, you know, in August now. Now, I do think that's too early, but I'll be honest okay. with you. The minute we finish our Halloween install, I do my hutch at home in Halloween. <laughs> but when would I put it out for the neighbors to see it? I would say mid-September is very safe. Okay. Let's do this, guys. <laughs> Noted. The time is now. You may get some flack from it, but, you know, they'll love it. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I, and I'm, I'm like a Christmas on November 1st kind of person, so... Ooh. Oh, yeah. I'm like a Christmas Halloween Bravo. blend at my house. Well, <laughs> it, it takes so long to put up the decorations. I try to, like, make that last. You know, I, I'm, they're still up by 4th of July for me. <laughs> Not mad at that. <laughs> we end each interview with asking what your favorite Disney memory has been in all of your eight years at Disneyland. I would say, I, I told you, we also do the hotels and the cruise ship. We decorate them all. And my favorite memory is being in charge of putting up the Grand Californian lobby tree, which is a 30-foot tree. Wow. And it's really cool because those guests, we will see some of them as we are starting to walk in and they're going to bed. And we actually see them coming out in the morning and they're like, there wasn't a tree here when I went to bed, was there? There wasn't a tree. And it's <laughs> so cool. magical how, how fast you can put up a 30-foot tree. And so one of my best memories was watching the guest see us come in at night and then seeing us as we're leaving and asking us, was there really a tree there? <laughs> There's a tree there. That's amazing. Well, we all have you to thank for making Disney magic come to life. It's quite a team of people that do the work. Awesome. Thank you so much, Martin. I'm going to carve pumpkins tonight or something. <laughs> I'll get started on Christmas. You should. Start now. People will love you for putting the decor out. Neighbors love it. That was such a great interview. I am actually going to Disneyland on Friday, so I can't wait to see all of Martin's hard work in, in real life. That's so cool. Well, for more on the transformation at Disneyland and all your Disney news, you can certainly visit d23.com. And we'll be back next week with a lot more Disney news and another special guest here on D23. Inside, Inside Disney! Disney.